0: welcome back i'm leslie welch i'm adam welch and we are here to romance romanceplain the book silken bondage i don't know if
1: i'm gonna romance romanceplain it
0: that's true i'm going to romance romanceplain it and adam's gonna basically not pay attention to me and just say really off the wall shit because this is we are devolving into that <laughs> that's our podcast
1: <laughs> my Dynex card reader doesn't have the thing missing
0: i have no shit. idea what that means
1: it's like a it's a mini usb to the regular usb which is different than uh, is micro that, usb is
0: that affecting our recording it's quality? not
1: affecting our recording it's just like i think i used it upstairs
0: oh but we're down in we're down in your back cave yeah
1: um, okay anyway okay. let's learn about romance
0: yeah episode nine so when we left johnny roulet had tossed nevada hamilton over his shoulder and taken her out of the moonlight gambler Because she is his good luck charm, and he didn't want her whoring around anymore, even though she really never did whore around. She just slept with him.
1: The shitbird gambler is a boat, right?
0: The Moonlight gambler is a boat. It's a riverboat casino. Yeah.
1: So, uh, okay, this dude comes in there and, like, fucks this chick and then throws her over his shoulders and then just walks... Off the boat and jumps to shore, and it's like, "Hey, I got a woman here."
0: <laughs> I think they swim to shore together. It's very sexy. Are you serious? And they make love. Are you as, making fun of me? As they're stroking their way across right. the Mississippi, right, there.
1: seriously, stop it! <laughs> like
0: every every stroke, it's it's going deeper in her. It's it's quite a feat. He's very strong.
1: I'm just saying, is this is this dude just kidnap her? I, is this well, like no. a Buffalo Sixty Six situation? Yeah.
0: Listen, he hasn't totally taken her off the boat yet. In chapter 9, he has her thrown like a bag of potatoes. Mm, yeah. I don't know why I'm so tired yeah, suddenly. There you go. It's that giant glass of wine I just drank? Okay. Mm. So, she's like, "You really do love me, Johnny?" And he's like, "Let's get one thing straight. Because I don't love you." Because he kidnapped you. her. Because he came back for her. He like t- He took her off stage, like right in the middle of one of her sets. And he's like, hey, Pops, she's my good luck charm. And I'm taking her. Pops is the big Santa Claus looking dude with the very pink lips.
1: BJ Jones.
0: No, BJ Jones is from the flatboat. You're BJ Jones now, though. So, so Striker's like, what do you think you're doing? And he's like, I'm taking her. Is this really the best place for her? And Stryker's like, actually, no, just be good to her. And he's like, I'm going to take her to London and teach her how to be a lady. So it's kind of like, uh, what's that? What was that play you were
1: in? Uh, (laughs) that doesn't narrow it down too much.
0: Oh, the one in high school, the big one. Oh, Adam's. And
1: oh, uh, right. My fair lady.
0: No, no, but what's.
1: Well, whatever it's called when it's not a musical.
0: Okay. It's very much like that storyline. This is what we're
1: becoming. Like we're trying to like take a gutter scamp and teach her how to be a lady.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like Pretty Woman. You know, he's taking her from whoring to teaching her how to be a lady. Going to feed her some strawberries and champagne, a la Richard Gere. Right. Maybe she'll eat a croissant that gets kind of goes back and forth between croissant and pancake because there's no. You know, there wasn't somebody paying attention during Wait, what the What are you talking about there? In Pretty Woman, there's that iconic scene where she's sitting on his table, like, scooping out the inside of the croissant and eating it, being like, you know, what do you do, Edward? And he's like, I sell companies. What kind of companies? So once she's eating a croissant and then, like, it goes back to her and she's eating a pancake.
1: <laughs> what? Get out of here.
0: Yeah. it's It's such, it's funny.
1: Well, you know, Continuity mistress.
0: Yep. there was Fucked no, up. She really did. Because she was probably all like, oh, hi, Richard Gear. You want to play piano for me? Ding, ding,
1: ding, ding. I don't know. I think more like Richard Gear was like, hey, want a piano play for me? Maybe. Julia?
0: Oh, he could have been.
1: I'm sure. <laughs> and then he's like, nope. You suck. I'm gay. That's cool. I, I don't think he's really gay. Probably he is. is. Uh, Pygmalion, right?
0: Oh, Pygmalion. There yes. You thank you. Henry uh, Higgins Henry Higgins Yeah, so it's kind of like a Pygmalion Henry Higgins Slash pretty woman storyline we've got going on here He's going to take her to London and teach her how to be a lady
1: So Johnny Roulet has been to London and Europa?
0: Yeah, he's very well traveled Really? Oh, yes What's
1: he doing on the mighty Mississippi?
0: The old miss, the old man, he's gambling Of course, that's what he likes to do He goes around and gambles He's like, I guess I'm going to make my way to Memphis now. Go gamble. It's such a
1: bourgeoisie thing for him to do.
0: Well, here's the other thing. We don't know where he's from. He might be from Memphis. We don't know where his home is. We don't know his background or anything about him because he's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Wrapped in... What did I say I was the
1: other day? <laughs> I'm not helping you Shit. out.
0: Shit. Wow.
1: You can do it yourself. Wrapped in a... Julia Roberts yeah. loves uh gerbils. Got it.
0: Oh don't perpetuate that. I know it's terrible. That's terrible. That's it wasn't even true. It's I just know. a horrible movement. Yeah, that's rude. Poor Sorry, Richard. I'm
1: deleting King. the note. He's a
0: very nice man. Is he? Yes. How do you know that? Because I my mom's like best friends with him.
1: <laughs> oh. Julia Roberts <laughs> loves Rick. Okay. There we go. S-
0: yeah once they leave the gambler, then especially
1: when he's down in the outer banks, you know I and know the horses come and it's like, oh shit, the horses has never come this far down south.
0: I don't know how because well,
1: they, g- they galloped over the fucking bridge.
0: Yeah, they galloped over the fucking bridge all <laughs> the way to Rodanthe. a
1: hundred miles south, <laughs> over the bridge, and they didn't get hit by the cars. Right, and, and the bridge, like, the P
0: Island Bridge, was actually up. Right, it was up. It was amazing. For Yay. once, didn't get washed away.
1: The beautiful horses didn't get hit by cars.
0: Right. Meanwhile,
1: <laughs>
0: that's such. That's another fallacy of that storyline Knights in Rodanthe because every hurricane washes that fucking bridge away although they are rebuilding it better but back when that story was written now no horses were coming to freaking Rodanthe I'm sorry I'm sorry that was so dumb okay outer banks outer banks crap
1: I'm just here to learn okay so just af- teach me
0: after they're at the gambler, and he takes her, and he's like, I'm going to make you a lady. What's a gambler? The m- Moonlight Gambler, the riverboat casino. That's boat, the boat, the, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take you to the Silver Slipper.
1: What's so, the Silver Slipper?
0: That's the place that he went right after the dentist when he lost $2,000.
1: Is that like a little um,
0: It's not a river restaurant
1: boat. on the boat? No. Like it's, a world within a world? A city a within a city? It's a
0: separate gambling facility.
1: On on shore or on the water? I
0: think it's on shore. All
1: right, that's weird because I was born and raised on the water, so
0: you you were, it was a pond, but okay.
1: We splitting hairs here.
0: Yes, we definitely are.
1: Okay.
0: Any but you did have crawfish in that pond, so that crawdaddies, did, yeah,
1: catfish, trout—they were all in there. Yeah. John Whipple, sorry, Joss Whedon, and I used to catch them with little pieces of bacon on a string and a net behind them and then boil them up in some water.
0: And then you wouldn't eat them because you didn't know how.
1: No, we ate them.
0: Oh, you did eat them.
1: Yeah. We had oh. a little, we made a campfire and then we made a little like stick thing above the fire with a pot that would hang above it with water. We'd boil the water, get it nice and boiling. Yeah. Then we'd have a little pot there. I think we stole a pot from the home. Put some butter in it, you know, that would be on the side. Then we'd drop the crawdaddies, crayfish, we called them, in the boiling water, maybe five minutes, six minutes. They died an awful death, but for our pleasure. And then we'd get them out of there, dump them in the butter, wait for them to cool down just enough, and then rip their tails off, and then eat the tails. That's
0: how you eat crawfish. And the claws. Yeah.
1: We didn't do the heads it was too disgusting
0: well you didn't even put any tonies on them so the heads wouldn't have any good flavor anyway we
1: didn't have tonies in no. pennsylvania well some of those fucking here some of those fucking crawdaddies though were like this they looked like fucking lobsters
0: that's crazy
1: they were fucking enormous it was almost frightening
0: and you ate them
1: you couldn't catch those fuckers. Oh,
0: i was gonna say
1: no, they were too I, smart.
0: I would feel bad. You'd
1: catch, like, the little guys like yeah, this. Yeah,
0: the and normal once, ones.
1: Once in a while, you'd see, like, these big daddies. Like, like Kong. Ooh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be like, you put the bacon down in there on the string. Yeah. And, and he'd, like, come, he'd have the flashlight. He'd get just into the light be like, fuck you. Poof. And yeah. then would just go back into the depths. It's like, oh, shit. I caught one one time. One time like this i took it up to mac's apartment it's like holy fuck look what i got he's like jesus christ (laughs) just put it back we put it back yeah because it was like oh man this this dude has survived this long he's like 50 years old right just put him back he's probably still down there
0: probably nobody's fishing for crawfish in that pond
1: he's out of there no
0: Anyway, anyway, that's neither here nor there.
1: Well, it's right here, right now.
0: That is. Oh, they're on. They're at the slipper, the silver slipper, the other gambling facility where Johnny lost two thousand dollars earlier, and he's like, "I need you to prove that you're my good luck charm." And of course, Nevada goes in there and looking all beautiful, and the owner, the he Johnny's like, "I need a, an advance. I need you to, you know, give me five thousand dollars credit." So I can win, win it back. And so the owner comes out. Do you know what his name is?
1: Robert Blackjack.
0: Blair Crook.
1: I wouldn't trust <laughs> that guy.
0: <laughs> what? Who names a character Crook? Like that's just a little too on the nose.
1: We're reading a book called Silken Bondage, my okay, friend. Okay, you're right.
0: You're right. But oh, he this Blair crook has the best description to date of any person in this book yet he is a dapper little man with drawing room manners and river cunning don't mess with blair crook okay you have nothing to say about that Uh,
1: except that i'm learning so much i don't have anything to say
0: okay well you can now maybe that's like how you can name characters for your next
1: blair crook
0: yeah blair crook I'm gonna name. I'm changing my name to Blair Crook. This is my husband, BJ Jones, and I'm Blair Crook. Even though he's a guy, but I have an androgynous name, so it works. And I'm a feminist, so that works too.
1: Wait, isn't being a feminist just like being, we're equal? Like men and women are equal?
0: Yeah, kind of. There's more to it.
1: Is there? Yeah. What, what's the other shit?
0: I'll tell you another time. This Can you isn't...
1: tell me now? <laughs>
0: It's also about supporting women, supporting other women and lifting them up because we're not equal. So in the transitional time where we're trying to achieve equality, we need to speak up. We need to support other women when they're being victimized or, you know, just treated poorly. And we need to contribute things that strengthen females in the world.
1: Uh, I mean, I agree with all that, but don't we just have to... Strengthen everybody who is downtrodden and suffering.
0: Okay, it's a very. This is a very deep conversation to have, and I'm not really prepared to have it because We're I've had talking a lot about of a wine. book called
1: "Silken Bondage." I
0: know, and that's fun, but you're coming at it from a very white privilege, white male privilege.
1: <laughs> How are you not white?
0: I am. Well, I'm very tan well, right now because I do have some Native American.
1: I married a black woman in me.
0: Uh, I'm part Native American and French. Married
1: a red woman. Okay.
0: Anyway, I don't want to get into it right now. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, you are coming at it from privilege and I even come at things from white privilege and I have to constantly (sighs) remind myself that things are easy for me. I walk into a grocery store. Nobody is really following me around seeing if I'm shoving shit in my pockets. For example, Jules and I were at the mall today. I was going in dressing rooms. I was leaving the dressing room, coming back with, like, boatloads of clothes for her. They weren't counting how many things I was taking in the dressing room because I'm a 40-year-old white woman who dresses nicely and looks like she has money. And I have an expensive handbag and Gucci sunglasses. And I look like I have my shit together. They didn't think I'm going to be, like, shoving, you know, pink bathing suits and Hollister jeans in my bag.
1: So when I go to the grocery store, yeah. I'm wearing my coat. You know, right now it's winter time, sure. which means it might be 80 degrees out and it might be 20 degrees out. You never know in this day and age. Right. But as I go through the grocery store, I don't get a cart. I don't get a little basket. I just shove shit in my pockets as I walk through the grocery store inside pockets i got like one on this side one on that side outside pockets
0: that and, is insane i
1: shove all my shit in my pockets right
0: i mean you could get arrested for well, stealing well i'm not
1: leaving the store it's all in my pockets because i don't want to like carry around this basket
0: but i think they can they can like pull you over for concealing
1: pull, what are you what do you mean pull me <laughs> over i'm inside the store i haven't done anything i just got like shit in my pockets i don't know about that that i Hey, what I'm saying is White privilege I can do it all day long I do it every time I'm in there I'm just shoving shit in my pockets And then I go through the self-checkout And I pull it out of my pockets And I pay for it Even shadier Yeah And it's like, here's all the shit I had in my pockets And I pay for it
0: You're lucky you don't forget, you know A beef jerky or something in there I'm in
1: there three times a week, you know So it's like, oh shit, I forgot a little beef jerky You know, I forgot a Slim Jim Didn't snap into it Let's walk around with all that shit in my pockets.
0: I had no idea you did that. Yeah, I do that every time. That's crazy. Just to like
1: fuck with them. It's like, oh, what you gonna come at me? What? Because I got. Like, I think shit technically in my
0: they can. They can't.
1: I'm not trying to leave with this shit. I'm in the store. Just I'm carrying it. I don't want to carry a basket around. It's just in my pockets.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Hey, what are they gonna do? <laughs> you can't have that in your pockets.
0: I don't it's I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. Let's find out. We do have a friend who's in loss prevention so we should ask her.
1: Hey, I'm not leaving the store. I'm taking it all out. It's just a convenient way to carry it because it's just like I put it in there, I pay for it and I put it right back in. That's how I carry it out to the car and then into the car. Cuz you're very
0: eco-friendly.
1: I don't use bags. Right. It's just in my pockets. I got so many pockets.
0: Yeah, and that those are those are the daily things that we don't have to think about. That's right. I don't have to think about walking into my federal office building and them worrying that I'm going to carry... Like, if I'm reaching in to get my badge out, nobody's thinking I'm pulling out a gun. You know what I mean?
1: That's right.
0: But, like, after...
1: Because you're not wearing a hijab.
0: Or, or, like, pants that are showing my underwear, you know?
1: Pants that are showing your underwear.
0: Like droopy pants that and have my like boxer shorts. I'm not a black man with droopy pants and my underwear showing.
1: Oh uh, yeah, but you're a female a white female, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in any other situation, people reaching into their interior pocket of a coat to pull something out, depending on how you look, they could think that you're pulling a gun out. You know?
1: Well that's the world that we live in and it's fucked up.
0: Right, and the, but that's the privilege that we carry with us every day. Not just because we never would do that to begin with, even though you're fucking shoving food in your pockets, but hey. you, you still are going to pay for
1: it. Of course, every time.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so. so you're saying Johnny Roulet has this privilege because he, like, what, slung a woman over his shoulder and walked off the boat and took her to, like, put his penis in her vagina and, like enslave her in a little shitty hotel Dude, room? Dude,
0: I don't even know how we got on that subject. This is like so... Well, how did
1: he yank her off that boat? This
0: That happened in the last chapter and we're not going over that again. You'll have to listen to the <laughs> last episode to find
1: out. That's the last thing I'm going to do. I
0: know. He's Now they're at the silver slipper. He needs to win some of his money back because apparently he l- lost all the $10,000 he won the night before because he's broke again. And he's like, hey, can you front me some money? Can I ask you a question? Yeah.
1: How could Johnny Roulette spend $10,000 in one night? In 1890,
0: whatever? 1890, whatever. I have no idea. That
1: would be like spending $10 million today. It's when, like Brewster's millions.
0: Right. When you, you were contracting that time? I,
1: I couldn't I I'm just wandering around like with like cash, like I'm like pig pen with the stink the stench swirl coming off of me. But except it was all the stench dollar swirl bills. was all like hundred dollar bills. Yeah. It's like I can't spend it. Just somebody take these hundred dollar bills.
0: Yeah, because we had no bank account, we just. I didn't like, have moved. any way
1: to store it. It's just like I can leave it in the home. <laughs> I can carry like, it on my person. Where, what, where you are you were
0: carrying around like eight thousand dollars? Twelve thousand dollars. like, th- uh, Yeah.
1: Where am I? What am I going to do? Oh, I'm sorry. Here's my twelve thousand dollar wad of cash. How many do you need? Two. Just take six. I don't know. Just take some. <laughs>
0: Anyway, yeah, I don't know. He he obviously was not like you. Maybe he had to pay some other people off. Uh, I don't know how much the dentist was, but yeah, he spent that whole... I guess he gambled it away is what I'm assuming.
1: Here's the thing, though. Like, where do you put $12,000 of cash?
0: Well, it's in gold eagle coins, so, you know, he keeps them in his pocket.
1: Okay, let's With do the jerky. quick math. Twenty dollar gold eagles. Mm-hmm. So five of those is a hundred bucks. So that's five. Times ten. That's thousand. That's fifty of those is a thousand dollars. Times ten is ten thousand. Five hundred of those is ten thousand.
0: Okay. I get really bored with all this counting. So
1: Well, I'm just saying like well, all of a sudden like your whole, like the point of your being uh, obviously. is just like carrying around, like chink a chink
0: He doesn't chinka, have a chinka, wheelbarrow chinka. where he's like right. pushing he's just dragging his gold it. eagle
1: coins. He's got like a little person with a coolie hat on, like driving him around, like and his gold eagle coins in a wheelbarrow. Right.
0: Yeah, no, it's not going to It's happen.
1: not p- practical at all. For a all. second
0: there, I thought you said hoolie hat, and I got really excited that Silicon Valley's coming back on.
1: Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Oh. No.
0: Anyway, so Crook is like, I can't give you, I can't front you 5 grand, buddy. And so, he's like, but you could give me something else as collateral, meaning
1: Nevada. Wait, he has $10,000, I thought.
0: No, he has $0. Dollars. He what gam- happened to his $10,000? That's what we've been talking about for the last 5 minutes. I thought he had $10,000. He had 10,000 last night and now he has 0. We were talking about how could he possibly lose $10,000? Are you even in this world with me? Am I alone in on this podcast? Is this some kind of psychological experiment meant to drive me crazy?
1: That's why you're here. I'm here to learn and you're here to explain. But
0: you're not learning. (laughs) You're just like not even listening to me. It's
1: never too late. Okay. I thought he had, he left the ship, the Downeaster Alexa with $10,000. Yeah,
0: he did. And then he gambled it all away. So now he's like, After he
1: left the boat?
0: Yes. Now he's like. I need you to front me five grand. And the Mr. Crook is like, no, but I could give you... If you have some collateral, maybe, meaning Nevada. And he's like, oh, no way. You can't have her. She's my lucky charm. And then...
1: Are they really, like, dealing in... Are they human trafficker,
0: traffickers? I, yeah. Really? I, probably. That's what I'm saying. Like, women are just these objects. We're just here to, like, open our bodies up and, like just ingest your seed and fill our bodies with other humans and that's our only purpose in life
1: I don't think this is a very accurate retelling of the 1860s no it's
0: not because
1: what I know from Louis L'Amour is women were treated like royalty they were on pedestals anybody like even like made a wrong glance at a woman you would get fucked up
0: yeah okay
1: so, I don't think this is that accurate. Like, women were very special. Okay. I, like, I, even the slimiest dude in the 1860s was going to stand up for a woman if somebody was, like, coming up on her. It's like, no, fuck you. Get out of here. Well, it's like, there's only four women in the surrounding 1,000 square miles. Like, fuck Don't fuck it up. Well, they didn't have it
0: all that great, though. What? Women still didn't have it all that great. They didn't have
1: it great, but, like, men weren't, like, coming up and, couldn't like... could get
0: an education. We couldn't have any kind of occupation other than a teacher until we got married. And then once that happened, it was baby-making time and then little old maid, you know... Putting you out to pasture time.
1: Okay, that's nice. And
0: then you that's get to be all... a grandma making applesauce or something.
1: Whatever. I'm just saying, Can't like... go
0: on the gravy train.
1: Men weren't allowed to come up and, like, jam <laughs> their wagon. penis in your vagina all the time. No, it's that's like, true. I, it's a very sacred.
0: puritanical society, but women also... It
1: wasn't puritanical.
0: Well, yes, it was. It was very, like, religiously, ba- like, religion-based.
1: That's... No, 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 no. It's just there were very few women.
0: And there were very few women. Yeah. Well, there there would be no survival of the species if you fucked those women up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It doesn't matter, though. They still didn't have it all that great.
1: Okay. But they made a choice to go out and live in, like, you know, Wyoming in 1842.
0: True. So Johnny's like, you can't have her for collateral, but you can have these. And he takes off his little, little... Uh, studs that hold his shirt together. So I'm sure he's like almost bare chested. His crispy chest hair is just shining out How for all to see. Well, she does. Nan doesn't say anything about the crispness in this kazooon tight. <laughs> but she uh, she leaves that up to our imaginations. Great. Yeah. Anyway, so then Nevada's like, bam, bam bam, bam, throwing dice, throwing dice, getting sevens and elevens, just stack, stack, stacking up his chips. And uh, yeah, so she won him all this money. He's super, super happy.
1: And they're not on the boat.
0: They're at the Silver Slipper.
1: Which is not on the boat.
0: No. And then they go to the Plantation House, which is Johnny's Hotel. I don't know if the Silver Slipper is another boat.
1: I was really hoping this whole story would take place on the mighty Mississippi.
0: I know it doesn't because they're going to go to London Uh. because she just won all kinds of money. So he gets a room for them at this fancy plantation hotel and he's like gonna buy her new clothes and get some rest we're leaving tomorrow and then it's nighttime. he has an erection
1: that's his penis
0: yeah his penis is hard hard. he's like thinking what difference would it make if he slept with her now and then he'd enjoy it and so would she
1: now hang on like a couple episodes ago you said like he already put his penis penis and a vagina right? yes
0: he took her virginity damn me to hell damn me to eternal perdition whatever he
1: did that right just yes. once though once yes so
0: well it was many times over the course of that night so many that she was very sore the Okay, next get day. You.
1: it's like a little micro
0: right he's already broken the floodgates like why i've already slept with her i can keep going for might
1: as well right yeah like, just keep doing it yeah why not no, i get that it makes it's got a certain sort of practicality and logic to it right, right.
0: so tense and naked he crossed the dark and sitting room and no, I Hation, you're just
1: reading but seriously he's already fucked her
0: yeah I know he's like just why can't her I again, just right? right right that's what he's thinking right and he goes and he like knocks on her door um, and he's like oh Nevada honey and she's like yes Johnny honey yeah he said that yeah Nevada Nevada honey <laughs> yes Johnny and then her voice was so sweet and girlish he's just like he gritted his teeth and was like good night and then he left that's the end of chapter nine
1: so wait, he's just trying to like work her up into like some sort of like sexual explosion by not
0: no no he changed his mind he, he he's because he's a good man at he's heart not a that's good what man. man's trying he's to show got
1: rotten teeth he drinks whiskey. He had
0: the tooth pulled
1: and he, he, no, he doesn't he drink fucks whiskey. Virgins. He dr- drunk, He's not a good he man. He drank
0: whiskey once. He did fuck virgin, but he didn't he was drunk and he didn't know he was doing it. So oh, now Stop it. Okay.
1: Well, that's your excuse.
0: No. But oh, I found out more about Nan. Who's Nan? Nan Ryan, the author of this book.
1: Oh shit, not a character. Right.
0: No, this book was written in like 1990 something. Okay. A. And B Nan is like ninety. Got years you old. in the
1: worst way. A.
0: Yeah. A F.
1: P one. Blah Cleaner blah. Cleaner than blah. your. Cleaner than church, than a church shoes. shoes a. a.
0: Yeah, she's like ninety now, and she started writing. She's written tons of books, so she's not a virgin because she is married. But I don't know if she's still putting out because she's like ninety. I don't
1: Those know if you still do that. Two things are not necessarily mutually exclusive.
0: Right. Anyway, so that was the latest episode of Silk and Bondage romance explaining. So You've learned absolutely nothing as always. I'm
1: I have, wrestling- no. I, so here's what I've learned Julia Roberts loves Rick. Um, beautiful horses don't get hit by cars. We have some crawdaddy ethics, the trustworthiness of Blair Crook, which is like, come on. You know, you're prolific privilege when you can shove shit in your pockets at the grocery store and uh, once a fuck always a fuck I've learned so much thank you baby
0: well you're welcome that none of that had anything to do with the book really except for maybe one thing
1: but uh, oh.
0: that was fun talking to you
1: okay all right to you. I'll and, learn more next time I'm going to try to listen better
0: and I'd like to thank all of our both of our listeners for joining us today and we'll see you next time for romance planning I'm Leslie Welch
1: uh, I'm Adam Welch. Am I one of the two listeners? Maybe. Are you the other one?
0: I'm definitely the other one. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.